everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Ang. I'm pretty happy right now, if you can't tell from the inflection of my voice, but I'm super happy because I just wrapped up my midterms for this semester and they went really well. And I'm honestly going to give myself a pat on the back because I worked really hard for the past seven to eight weeks on my midterm presentation and I finally got it to a place where I was really proud of it. If you want to see what my midterm project was about or what I've been working on these past few weeks, I'm going to be posting on my Instagram as always about that process. So yeah. Anyway, now that midterms are over, I'm going to be taking a little hiatus before I get back into this swig of things again and start working on, you know, more projects and more work. This weekend, for example, I'm going upstate for a little R&R. Um, I was honestly looking forward to it since the beginning of the week, and now that it's here, I couldn't be happier. I'm going to be taking a little bit of work with me upstate, but that's no problem at all because I'm not going to, you know, rush to get it done or anything. I'm just going to do it at my own pace, which is what I recommend for all of you to do if you're just getting out of midterms or even finals. Take some time off and just enjoy life and nature, which is what I'm going to be doing. The foliage is supposed to be really beautiful in upstate New York around this time, so I'm excited to see that and maybe get some cute fall pictures. If you haven't finished your midterms, I'm so sorry you had to painstakingly hear me talk about finishing my midterms, but I promise that you're almost there and you'll get through it if I got through it and you'll just do a great job. You know what was surprising actually this time around is I really didn't procrastinate on my midterms at all. I literally finished the night before my midterms actually, but instead of it being like 12 in the morning, it was at 6 p.m. or something like that. And then after I finished, I did end up getting good night's sleep. It was actually funny because the day before my midterms, when I finished at like 6, I spontaneously ended up going to Dumbo, Brooklyn after, you know, finishing and I went with my cousins to go nighttime rock climbing, so, so that was super fun. I felt so carefree because I had finished my work on my project and it just felt really good to not be working on my midterms till the very last minute. You know, normally I'm up to like 2am perfecting every single detail of my midterm before I have to hand it in and that just didn't happen this time, which I honestly really enjoyed and I'll be doing that for the rest of, you know, time hopefully if I can keep it up. Um, And just in the future, I want to manage my time a lot better like I've been doing nowadays just so I won't be as stressed out all the time. My midterm presentation was actually yesterday morning at 9 a.m. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little tired um, from the rock climbing the night before, of course, but I was also nervous as well. Um, But I quickly got over both of those feelings when I started presenting because I just gave into my passion. Usually, I like going first, first in terms of presenting so I can get it over with and then, you know, just sit there and relax for the rest of my time, like just twiddling my thumbs. So usually I do participate to go first. Yeah, I know I am that type of person. But for some weird reason, this time around, I didn't have to participate to go first because my professor actually called on me to go first, which I didn't complain about. And it's weird, you know, at this point, I should get used to going first because my last name is, um, it starts with an A, it's Ang. So, you know, in middle school and in high school, I would always go first because they would do it by last name. I don't know if you guys had that same experience as well. But I'd either go first or last because sometimes they'll do reverse alphabetical order and then, you know, A would be last. Yeah, but it was so funny because everyone was supposed to get eight minutes of presenting and 
I didn't even know until I finished my whole presentation, but apparently I went severely over time, which tends to happen when I'm talking about something that I'm really passionate about. But the way I found out was that my professor was privately DMing me on Zoom, which I didn't even know that was a thing. And she kept saying things like, please hurry or your time's up. And it was while I was presenting, so I didn't even see the message because I was just so into like talking about my presentation. But I'm just happy that I got all my points across. Um, Honestly, I didn't really feel all that bad because then my classmates pretty much did the same thing after me. So it's all good you know that your professor is not going to hold a grudge when everyone in the class ends up doing it as well. So yeah, that was good for me, so I didn't get in trouble. But that is a story of my midterms. It was a successful half semester, and yeah, I'm excited about all of these projects that I'm working on for my finals, you know, even though it's really far away, which is honestly so weird because I was dreading this school year so much, being that everything was online and it was going to be so different, and I didn't think that I would you know, learn to the best of my ability. Um, The learning part still might be true because I think there's still so much that I could learn in person and in like such a better format. But I definitely think that um, I'm really proud of the projects that I've been accomplishing this semester so far. And I was not expecting that at all. So what about you guys? Are you guys dreading this semester so much more than the beginning or are you guys actually enjoying it? I would love to know. I think that is all I have for an update on my end. As you guys can see from the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about the feeling of not doing enough, which if you know me personally, I am like the epitome of this feeling. I don't even know if that sentence is even grammatically correct, but you know what I mean. And this episode is not just going to be all about that, but I did want to focus on that specifically because I think it's something you guys can definitely relate to in some way or another. And the reason I kind of got the idea to talk about this has been because I've been recently feeling this feeling of not doing enough so strongly and I just can't really quite put my finger on why I'm feeling this way. Some people and many people who know me are honestly really surprised that I'm even feeling this way because I guess sometimes on the outside it can seem like I'm doing so much, you know, handling school, interning, podcasting, and just working on my own projects as well. But It's kind of this internal self-doubt and conflict that I've been having with myself where I keep feeling like I'm not doing enough compared to what other people are doing. And this feeling of not doing enough is different from, you know, one person to the next because looking at myself in relation to someone else who's my age, who's owning multiple companies and still doing school on the side, that to me is making me feel like I'm not doing enough. But to someone else who, you know, may look at another person doing stuff to a different degree and that makes them feel like they're not doing enough. So it's really different based on each person. Um, I'm sure people look at me and feel like they're not doing enough, which is crazy because I look at other people and I'm like, I'm not doing enough. But anyway, you guys get the point. Not sure if that's making any sense. But the basic gist of what I'm trying to say is that, you know, the feeling is relative, you know, based on your own circumstance. And it just depends on your situation and the amount of pressure that you apply on yourself. I don't know if I've mentioned this before in past episodes and I definitely know that I have to talk about it more in depth but one of my biggest pressures that I put on myself is if I'm doing enough in this world and I know it's such a toxic thing to think about and put that kind of stress on myself but I do still do it and I don't know why I just do. I'm sure many of you can relate. I feel like I just never know when to stop and just acknowledge that I'm doing the best that I can. Even, you know, when I get an internship, instead of, you know, congratulating myself and celebrating the fact that I got an internship, I think, oh, but is one internship enough? 
some of you probably think I'm crazy, but it's actually, you know, the kinds of things that I do think to myself. And don't even get me started about this podcast. If I miss one week of not posting a podcast episode, I start to get really internally stressed about not doing enough for this podcast and for you guys and if I'm going to lose viewers and all that. It's kind of this inexplicable feeling, but those of you who have felt it can definitely relate to what I'm saying. I've thought about it so many times if getting off my social media for a little bit, you know, would help the situation, but I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't think it would be all that much, you know, that helpful. And I'm not saying that as an excuse for not wanting to get off my Instagram or anything, even though I do love going on my Instagram. But genuinely, I don't think that, you know, this feeling of not doing enough um, has anything to do with uh, seeing what other people are doing. I think it just stems from myself, which is even worse because honestly, that's harder to, you know, to help and to alleviate. I just have this overwhelming pressure on myself to do more and be more that I don't really know what to do with myself at this point. I mean, talking about it on here already is like a therapy session for me and, you know, because I'm never really able to confront myself about why I'm feeling this way. In terms of quote-unquote fixing it, I haven't gone far enough to find a solution for it because most of the time, this feeling of not doing enough is quite temporary for me. Um, I just feel it a couple of times, you know, a couple of days actually, and then somehow it goes away. But there definitely are steps that I can take and that you guys can take as well to help stop this feeling. The other day, I was actually listening to another podcast, one of my favorites from Katie Bilotti, and it's called Thick and Thin. It's just this lifestyle podcast, but I love it so much because Katie's so real on there and it just makes me feel like I'm having a conversation with her even though I've never met her. That's what I hope that my podcast episodes are honestly but I guess you guys will be the judge of that and whether or not I'm you know giving off that vibe. Anyway when I was listening to one of her episodes the other day she was talking about the topic of instant gratification and I felt like I'd heard that you know that term before it felt really familiar but I don't think I fully comprehended what it meant. So if you're not familiar with the term yourself the complex definition of instant gratification is the temptation and resulting tendency to forego a future benefit in order to obtain a less rewarding but more immediate benefit. I know you all can relate to this feeling in some way, shape, or form. I certainly can, and there are multiple moments of my life every day where I'm doing little things for the satisfaction of being instantly gratified. And this is quite natural for us humans because naturally we want things as soon as possible and we want them now rather than later. And I'll give you an example from my own personal experience. Now and then I do Instagram photo shoots to prepare some content for, you know, social media. And then, you know, time and time again, I get so excited when I get the pictures back and I just want to post them immediately. So I write up a whole caption and then I post the picture with so much excitement. And then all of a sudden after, you know, posting it for a couple minutes and seeing people comment and like it, the excitement is just not there anymore and it completely dies down. And that's when the instant gratification is gone. Um, There are other examples of instant gratification that I found online. And I thought I would kind of share them because even if you can't relate to my example, which was really specific, by the way, then I'm sure that you guys can relate to some of the other examples that I'm about to mention. So here they are. Number one is the urge to indulge in a high calorie treat instead of a snack that will contribute to good health. I can definitely relate to that. Um, The second one is the desire to hit snooze instead of getting up early to exercise. 
Number three is the temptation to go out for drinks with your friends instead of finishing a paper or studying for an exam. Number four is the desire to buy a new car that will require a high interest loan instead of waiting until you have saved enough money to buy it without taking a loan. And then the last one is the urge to spend all your time with a new bow instead of working towards your long-term goals. I pretty much related to all of them at some point in my life. Um, the car one, not as much because like I'm not even at that point where I can buy a car. I don't know about you guys, but definitely those were super relatable. I just found this whole concept so incredibly interesting because I feel it pretty much on a daily basis and I just couldn't, you know, quite put my finger on why I was feeling this way. Apparently, there's a whole theory in psychology that has to do with why we put ourselves through this feeling and I'm just getting all of this information from some random psychology source online, but this tendency to see pleasure and avoid pain is known as the pleasure principle. And this term was first brought up by a famous neurologist named Sigmund Freud, which is, I'm sure that name, you know, has come up somewhere in one of your history classes or something. I've definitely heard of his name before reading this study on the psychology of instant gratification, but I didn't really know much about him or his studies, you know, that in depth. Um, his principle describes how we as humans are driven by the desire to experience pleasure of our most basic and primitive urges. And he also describes that when those needs are not met, that it results in a state of anxiety or tension. But anyway, if you haven't, you know, gathered by now, the whole reason I'm mentioning this idea of instant gratification is not only because of, you know, how enlightening I found it on, you know, Katie's podcast episode, but because I think a lot of the reason why I feel like I'm not doing enough is due to the fact that I give into these moments of instant gratification. And then I just find myself, you know, quite empty in how I started out in the very beginning. So in fact, I am doing a lot of things, but I treat them like moments of instant success or acknowledgement. And then, you know, once those moments are over, then I'm back to square one of feeling unproductive like I did in the first place. Over the past years, I've built up a lot of pressure on myself to do more and more and honestly, I don't even know where this pressure comes from because it's not like it's from my parents who've pushed this onto me since I was little or even seeing my twin sister's accomplishments doesn't rile me up the wrong way either. It's really just this inner conflict that I'm constantly facing against myself. And in an attempt to combat this problem and provide you guys with some helpful tips on how to avoid this feeling... I put together some tips, you know, about things that you can do if you see this being a common feeling that you're feeling, much like I am myself. Obviously, I am offering these tips, but I'm still very much making use of them myself because I'm in the same boat as y'all. So yeah, I just thought this would be a helpful way and, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to me if there are any tips that, you know, work for you guys that you're willing to share with me too. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, which has been helping me work through my struggles of not feeling like I'm doing enough, is to think more closely about what the doing more would actually look like. That was really wordy, but in other words, if you're sitting there and having feelings about the fact that you should be doing more, then take a minute and reflect with yourself about what more actually means. And thinking about alternatives is always good, but rather than just thinking about what more means, actually write them down. Make a list in your notebook or iPhone notes or Samsung notes, I don't know, or your journal and make note of what more means to you and then some affirmative actions that you can take over the next few days or weeks to work towards that more. 
I'll give you guys an example from my own personal life. The other week, especially when I was feeling like this, I kept telling myself, okay, Christina, so if you're not doing enough, then what does doing more look like? And I wrote down that I wanted to create more social media content because I felt like I was just lacking in that department lately. So anyway, my affirmative plan of action ended up being me jotting down some content ideas that I could work on over the past few weeks. I don't know, like, I find it kind of strange, the whole idea of writing down what more means to me also. Definitely in that same boat with you guys, but it genuinely does help. And the other day when I did this exercise, it ended up really helping me figure out what, you know, I needed to do in order to satisfy myself. Because if your body and mind is telling you that it wants more, then the best plan of action is to determine what exactly your body slash mind needs more of, you know? Another tip that I thought was really worth mentioning because it's something I have such a bad habit of doing, and I'll start by asking this question. Are any of you like me where you keep a daily to-do list but end up making your list too long and unachievable to the point where you just like cross off very few things? I'm so guilty of this and I set these crazy expectations for myself that are not realistic and I know they're not realistic, yet when I finish, you know, yet when I don't finish these tasks, I feel unproductive and then I get stressed out that I didn't finish everything that I wanted to get done. And so the next tip is really to not only set realistic boundaries for yourself, but to start shortening those to-do lists and start doing your tasks with intention. These past few days, I've been keeping my to-do lists to like around four or five things, sometimes three which is really a step up from where I was before where I used to have around 8 to 10 things. And of course, it's not really about the number. It's about what you're actually doing as well. So even if I do have only four tasks, but they're crazy long endeavors where there's not a real possibility of me finishing it in one day, then that just defeats the whole purpose of like what I'm talking about in this whole tip. So determine for yourself how many reasonable things you should have on your to-do list and when you're able to cross all of them, if not most of the things on your list, then you'll avoid having that feeling of not doing enough. Trust me. I think this next piece of advice goes without saying, but really celebrate those small victories and accomplishments because they really are worth celebrating. Even last night, I learned how to fry dumplings, which... None of you guys should be surprised about because I told you guys that I didn't know how to cook. But anyway, yeah, I did that and I felt super accomplished. I gave myself a big old pat on the back because I made food for myself, which was a big deal in my book. But to some of you, that may seem like the dumbest thing ever. But for me, it was pretty amazing. It was so amazing, I even shared how ecstatic I was on my Instagram stories. Um, you know, just scream it through the roof if you need to get that excitement off of your chest. And this next one, and for me, it's not really as much as a problem, but for those of you who need to hear it, stop comparing yourself to others. And I'm not just talking about influencers you follow on Instagram or the celebrities that you see on TV. I'm talking about even your friends, your siblings, or whoever that you see doing something that will make you feel indifferent about what you're doing and whether it's, you know, enough or not. And I'm not saying to cut those people out or anything like that. Like, you don't need to do anything bad to those people i'm simply saying that you have to recognize that whatever they're doing has no relation whatsoever to what you're doing even if they're working in the exact same industry and they're going down the exact same path as you there's really no relation whatsoever even though you think that there is they're going through their own journey filled with ups and downs and you know the highs and lows and that's their business you just need to focus on your own business 
you know, that's what I've, you know, always been telling myself when I see people achieving and accomplishing really amazing things, that that's their journey in life and this is mine and it's going to be different. Obviously, it's easier said than done, but it's definitely a start. And guys, I hope this episode of me rambling about, you know, the feeling of not doing enough instant gratification and all that and some of my tips is helping you in some way, shape, or form, but I just wanted to let you guys know that you're not alone in feeling this and even me, some people look at me and they're like thinking that I'm doing all these crazy things, but then I look at myself and don't feel like I'm doing enough. So everyone has their imperfections and, you know, everyone has that feeling of not doing enough. So you're really not alone in this. Like I mentioned before, I know I only mentioned like a few tips that really worked for me, but if there's anything that's been working for you that you think that could really benefit, you know, me, I would really love to hear from you guys about some tips that have been helping you and, you know, we can talk about it together. So yeah, definitely hit me up. But as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram. I'm always taking suggestions. Don't forget to vote if you're eligible and love you guys always and see you in the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.